Hey, everybody, welcome to the Recovering Hypocrite podcast. I am your host and the chief recovering hypocrite around these parts, and old Jesse Hakenen. Today is Wednesday, February 26th, and I have a super unique and weird podcast for you today. What I'm going to do is my friend Danton, who is uh, the owner of Redemption Fitness in Holt, Michigan, um, he is has his own podcast where he talks about fitness and uh, and sometimes a little bit of Jesus and and sometimes I bet a little bit of hockey. And uh, we decided to do an episode together. And so this is a conversation that where neither one of us is really interviewing the other. We're just talking to each other about fitness and Jesus and uh, the whole idea of how does a, um, a person who is trying to think spiritually um, in their life, think about fitness. What is an appropriate way of thinking about fitness as a follower of Jesus? And so uh, without any further ado, I'm going to just jump over to the interview that we've already recorded, and uh, you'll just be able to join the conversation with Dan, I guess, starting to interview me is how it started. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm hanging out with Noel Jesse Hakenen. Um, he's one of the pastors here at Riv Church in Lansing, Michigan. Um, he's also kind of travels all over the world and does sweet things for the gospel in Acts 29. Um, but we were going to talk about health and fitness and how those things relate to our Christian walk. Um, so, Noel, thanks for hanging out with me today and chatting. Hey, it's nice to hang out with you when I'm not in physical pain. <laughs> right, right. Hanging out with you usually means I'm hurting. Usually results in sweat and assault bikes. So. Sweat, assault bikes, maybe a couple broken bones. One of that was not things. my fault. <laughs> so, I would, no, let me ask you a question because yeah. you were there. So, um, you know, your, your, yeah. your listeners may not know this. My listeners know this because right. I talked about this. But, um, I broke both my arms yep. on October 3rd, October 4th Something like last that, yeah. year, and you were working out right next to me. You, yes. weren't, you weren't training. You were, yes. We were working, I was working out together. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your reaction when I went flying off the box and crashed into the ground? Like, what, what went through your head? So initially, I kind of chuckled a little bit because you talked about, like, how you've fallen a few times, like, doing handstand push-ups or whatever, and your, your watch called 911. Right. And so I'm thinking, like... <laughs> I was at first initially when I first saw it happen, like you know, the first two seconds of before I realized, like, okay, this is not good. Um, I was like, his watch definitely is calling nine one one right now, like, <laughs> and he just went flying through the air, and it was hilarious to watch. Like, just to be honest, it was very funny to see. And then, um, you know, noticing that like it was actually serious, I was like, oh crap, like <laughs> this is not good. I've never had anything like that happen at the gym. I've never had anyone break a bone, pull a ligament, anything like that. Um, well, other, other than happened. myself, it couldn't so, have happened to a better guy. Right. So I'm just, I'm glad it was me. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So then, you know, we were obviously making sure everything was as okay as it can be trying to get you in, in a vehicle to the hospital. <laughs> and then on the way to the hospital, like I was driving you there. So on the way to the hospital, you're like, man, my other arm really hurts. I'm like, Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me right now. So, um, we get there and then, yeah, sure enough, you know, a couple hours later, you're like, here's my x-ray. Both my arms are broken. I'm like, sweet. Great. And then, church that weekend you know james filled in preaching for you so yeah. you know, everybody's like oh you broke noel's arms I'm like no i did not break noel's arms noel broke noel's arms <laughs> yes exactly noel it is there's there's everybody would ask you know whose fault was it it was 100 percent my fault it was probably the phone box's fault in all yeah. reality so. but but you know it was like this last second decision of uh, and what it was in, in this in one sense it is your fault because uh, we were doing burpee bop, box jump overs yeah um and it was at the end of a another workout. And so we were already kind of tired. It was kind of going to be the end thing yeah. that we were doing. And I did my first burpee 
and I looked to my right, and you jumped on your box instead of over your yeah, box. Yeah, because you were practicing because jumping Because I was over. practicing over, right. and I'd never done bo- burpee box jump over before. Yeah. And so I saw you jump on your box, and I thought, holy <laughs> crap, there's no way I can clear the box. If you're jumping on your box. Right. So while I'm kind of jumping in the air, I thought, no, 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 I'm going to land on the box. And that was... So in the air so is when that decision the, happened. The lesson is, in the off. air, do not decide you're not going to try to clear the box. go through with what Just you're thinking initially, and then change it once you exactly. land, once exactly. you're on dry land, right? Exactly. So... <laughs> no, that's funny. I, you know, I, and it, for me, it was just a pacing thing. Like, I could have definitely jumped over the box, but it's 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm definitely not going to jump yeah. <laughs> over the box for 15 minutes. No, I'm no, I'm 230 well, pounds. I'm not trying to do that. So. I, I officially didn't even do one. Yeah. So, so. I think maybe technically you clear, you got over the box. Maybe you didn't. Oh, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> did you put your score in and log that, though? I don't think I did. <laughs> you got to go back and log it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that was – I mean, honestly, that was probably one of the most terrifying days as – uh, gym owner that I've ever had, so I've not, like I said, never had anybody do that, and hopefully that never happens again. But. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm glad it happened to me. I have just you know in in my kids were saying at the dinner table, I need to just knock it off because I've broken I think six ribs uh, snowboarding, not all at the same time. <laughs> I broke my collarbone mountain biking, yeah. and now I broke my arms um, uh, working out and yeah. jumping over boxes, <laughs> and and. And my kids are like, seriously, Dad, there is a lesson in here somewhere I'm for you. Put you in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, it's been it's been good to get back into the gym. And, yeah, I was I was and, honestly wondering when it first happened if you were going to come back from something like that, just because. Uh, purely for like PTSD for lack of better terms like oh, yeah. do I even want to put myself in that situation and you know the long road to recovery that you know you knew you were facing so yeah um, it's been awesome to see you back in the I mean even though I'm not really there a whole lot in the mornings but just knowing that you're back in the gym and yeah taking even those small steps is huge because I think that right there would have set so many people back um, and made them want to quit well yeah and I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the the the, the spiritual perspective of and how kind of Christianity and faith and, and all this works out with our, um, with working out and physical health. But really, I started uh, working out with you um, the, the literally the first day of my yeah. sabbatical two yep. years ago. And um, it was one of those things where I, a friend of mine, had, one of the other pastors at Riv had said, Noel, if you don't get back in shape during your sabbatical, because I had put yeah. on some weight. Uh, he said, you might as well sit down and eat a bag of Doritos on the every couch day. every day because you're never going to do it. And when I started working out, it actually gave me mental clarity to work out in the mornings, start my day that way. Um, and so really spending time in the morning working out and then spending time in the morning, uh, spending time in the Word, reading some of the Bible every yeah. day sets the trajectory for the rest of my day with my mental headspace yeah. and it's it's amazing what a difference that makes right and i think like for me like i'm just in a season of life where i'm working a lot like i'm working at the gym and another job right now and it's just kind of where i'm at and ultimately for me like unfortunately like you know sitting down and reading the bible and praying has taken a little bit of a backseat for an everyday thing for me like just to be completely transparent but um a lot of my time at the gym is spent alone and a lot of that time is spent with you know some sort of like worship music on or some a message or even sometimes i'll just listen to the bible just the you know the audio clips that the bible app has and um that even though it's not like what i would like to be doing and i guess this maybe is an external pressure whatever um that i've placed on myself but um like having the 
um, the, the morning clarity like that, that because I used to love working out. I'd work out at six or seven in the morning and I would read my Bible for an hour or so before I would, you know, spend some time in prayer and like just sitting there like meditating, I guess maybe that's the wrong word, but just sitting mm-hmm. and being yeah. awake and yeah. not thinking about anything, just hanging out. Um, and then I would go to the gym and I, from that point on for the next six to eight hours when I'm working, I would get so much done. And I've kind of found a little bit of a rhythm right now with that. But for me, like what it comes down to is like my time when I'm working out, when I'm alone at the gym happens two or three times a week, I will put on some sort of like worship music and I will spend time working out, listening to worship music. And that is the two to three hours a week that I feel closest to God, which is, um, I think something that a lot of people have a hard time grasping when I tell them that. Well, I mean, if you ever, I don't know if you ever saw the old movie Chariots of Fire, um, but Eric Mm, Little, who was, yeah, the runner, he basically said, he said, um, he said, I believe God made me for a purpose, uh, but he also made me fast. And when <laughs> I run, I feel his pleasure. Okay. And there's something about being, uh, I think, being an embodied... See, see Christianity is one of those faiths that um, we kind of reject the dualism that Plato talked about all the way back 2,000 years ago and that we talk about today, that we're kind of split into two beings that we've got our are kind of who we really are and then we've got our physical self yeah and christianity says we are an embodied self so we are our body is interconnected with our spirit and our soul and our mind and all that and that one day um for those who have placed faith in jesus we, we get a resurrected glorified body for yeah. alternative we'll still have a body we're not going to be like some floating you know just sitting <laughs> like, on a cloud yeah. playing a harp we're going to have a, a body for eternity. We're embodied beings. And so there's something in what Eric's little statement, what you just said, yeah. there's something about this, um, our physical body being part of the goodness of what God created us to be. Yeah. And, and somehow, I don't know how that connects with being created in the image of God. I know that Jesus has a physical body that he'll have for all eternity. It's kind of a crazy thing, but you know, we're not just disembodied spirits. Yeah. Well, and I always like, whenever I get into this, I'm going to almost say debate because this does turn into a debate. And at least with a lot of the like Christians, people and stuff that I grew up around, um, like the church that I grew up in was very, I'm not going to say unhealthy, but you know, it was pizza and Mountain Dew at every youth event. It was chips all over the place, (laughs) cookies everywhere. And like, that's fine and dandy, but like there was, it was almost like get looked down on if you're eating healthy or if you bring something healthy to the potluck, right? Like you're supposed to bring the Texas Roadhouse rolls or whatever. And um, that was every, I'm not kidding, every potluck had those. Which was, I would, I, as a 12-year-old, it was great. Oh, yeah. But now I would not love that. Um, but no, I think like there's a the, the passage that says, you know, like the body's a temple, right? People will always take, oh, the body's a temple. Like, okay, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't smoke, you shouldn't do drugs, you shouldn't do all this stuff. Well, what about like, cleaning the temple and like actually upkeeping the temple like that is also a big part of it and you know I look at it like one of my mentors told me or coaches excuse me told me when I was um, working out and trying to lose all this weight like okay you're trying to fuel a vehicle right you're not going to go and put you know regular gas inside of a Ferrari like you're going to put high quality gasoline maybe better than premium I don't know if that exists I drive a 2006 Cobalt so maybe <laughs> there's probably better gas than premium I'm guessing I don't know but but the, you know you're going to put really high quality fuel inside of the Ferrari or Lamborghini whatever your favorite car is you're not going to just ride around with like you know just bad gas like I don't know there's not really a better way to say that I guess I tend to but, ride around with bad gas yeah, but that's a different story different type of gas uh, <laughs> so yeah I just I think that like like if we're taking, if we're supposed to take care of the temple, why is physical exercise and nutrition, the fuel we're putting into our body, why is that so overlooked? Mm. And why is that 
um, neglected. Well, it's interesting too. I mean, you brought up that passage and that's, that's in first Corinthians six where, um, it talks about uh, our bodies as a temple. What's fascinating to me about that passage, and I, I need to do a deep dive on this someday, is the the words that are used to describe you in First Corinthians six are all plural. There's a community element. So we together are the temple of God, yeah. and then the application seems to be singular. It says, "So glorify God with your body." Yeah, um, seems to be singular. And so I think that there's even an interconnectedness there. One of the things, you know, you've done CrossFit, you're a certified CrossFit trainer, and uh, um, people like sometimes just harp on CrossFit for being like a substitute religion. Yeah, right. It's it's a cult. I'm I'm susceptible to joining cults, I'll admit that. (laughs) Well, we'll talk talk about that offline. Um, So, but (laughs) because, you know, we've got this dual nature. Yeah. You know, you're my coach and I'm your coach. Yeah. You're, you know, you know, so uh, we both coach each other in different ways. But um, I think there's something to be said about being in community together with others while you are glorifying God in your body. Because even that, that passage is mostly about human sexuality is what it's talking about. Yeah. And the fact, uh, how to glorify God with your body and that. But I think that there's there's an individual and a corporate nature to that. And there's a part of that that CrossFit gets right. Because yeah. it is bringing people together around something that is very personal. Yeah. Well, and like, I think, like my dream is to have, and I wrote this on the little card from the members meeting thing. Like, I mean, everybody's, most people who's listening are local, but you know, like something I would love to see happen is just like this, like a place where people can just come and work out for free because I have to charge you to come to my gym. Like I I have bills, I have overhead, I have staff. Like, you know, I I would love to be able to tell, hey, everybody come to the gym for free. But if there was a a place, even like a a, a park or something where like, hey, everyone just come and work out. Like it's not going to be intense. Like we're going to sweat, but just come move. Like I would love to do something like that, and that's I wrote, you know I wrote that on the card. Like I would love to open the conversation about how do we do something like that, um, and we don't have to talk about that right now. But that's just like something that you know I I, I just am passionate about. I wanted to do it at our old church. That was like I said that, and it was immediately kicked to the side of our church in Philly that we were at. They're like, okay, well maybe like you know, a couple of years down the road. I'm like, no, this is not like you don't understand what I'm trying to say, uh, and so. You know, part of it might be me being stubborn and just say I want to Maybe. do this thing. Um, but <laughs> I'm really passionate about that. When when you're there's something about being in suffering with people around you um, that really allows you to have a really close bond with those people. The life group that we just started at our at our gym, we, I think we've met four times now, and we have like 15 or 16 people. And like, it's not you know all about the numbers, or whatever. I don't. I'm not trying to say that to like be like, oh look how many people come to the life group. It's just like we met on the first week and we're immediately like open books like everyone's just sharing like what's going on. i mean there are things that were said that i had never heard somebody say on the first time meeting someone new because we have you know we have people from the morning classes and the nights and we actually have a couple couples that come that don't go to the gym but that group has been so open in just four weeks and we all to an extent suffer with one another every single day and i think that just allows us to be more vulnerable and more open and I think that's missed if you're, and I'm not saying you have to work out to suffer, but particularly like you were talking about earlier, yeah. I usually make you suffer. So yeah, that's <laughs> it works true. at the gym. Well, well and, and, you know, if you think about the, one of the primary metaphors in the Bible for the body or for the, the people of God is the body of Christ. We are a body. And yeah. if you think about it, and I'm just processing this right now, so I'm, I may, this may be just complete and total heresy, yeah. but <laughs> the, the idea that we are an embodied being, that we are 
um, our soul, spirit, uh, body, we're all, we're, we're, we're an embodied being. And then as embodied beings, we are told that we are part of another embodied body, being. Right. You know, there's just something in that, um, that, that there's an interconnectedness of all of that. And I think that maybe even just the fact that you're having all these people at the gym who physically work out together are yeah. now spiritually working out together. It just, um, I mean, that's the passage in first Timothy four, which is probably the most quoted passage about, you know, physical health is where, where Paul says, but have nothing to do with pointless and silly myths, rather train yourself in godliness for the training of the body has limited benefit, but the godliness, it, but godliness is beneficial in every way since it holds promise for the present life and also for life to come. And I've heard people use that as, oh, see, it's just saying that, you know, training of the body has limited benefit. No, emphasis, emphasize the right word. The training of the body has limited benefit. There is benefit. Yeah. Training of godliness has more. Yeah. And, but those two things are both important. They're yeah. Both, they both have benefit. In fact, what's really interesting is that word uh, for training of the body is the Greek word uh, gymnasia. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Nice. So it's basically saying train yourself uh, in, the in, the, in the gym <laughs> with your body, and it has limited benefit, and godliness is beneficial even more. So what you're doing with your group of people that are meeting, studying the Bible together, praying together, yeah. working out together, is you're kind of combining those things into one thing, which is really cool. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have that, like, we have like a Facebook chat, and that, that Facebook chat is one of the mo- more active groups that I'm in. And if you've ever been placed in a Facebook group chat, you know what I'm talking about, where sometimes they just do not stop. Yeah, and sometimes and, you hit mute. Yeah, and, and this <laughs> one is one where I don't have to do that because all the conversation is, is, is meaningful, and it's also sporadic. It's sporadic enough where, like, it doesn't overwhelm you. You're not like, holy crap, leave me alone. But at the same time, you know, everything, every time someone posts in there, it's like, Hey, this is an update on my prayer request. This is an update on this thing. Um, and it just allows us to be in that, in a big community, in a small community. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So I just, I love it. And it's just, I, I knew I wanted to do something like that, like a life group or a little Bible study out of the gym. And I've never really had the tools to do it. And being able to just plug right into the system here at Riv with the life groups has been awesome. You know, we tried to do it on my own, I'm going to mm-hmm. say for like every couple weeks and we just couldn't get the traction. And the first week I'm like, Hey guys, we're meeting. It's a life group for Riv. We're just going to follow the sermon. Like everyone showed up I'm like, sweet, this is awesome. So oh, that's cool. um, it just, it, it, the, the simplicity, uh, I'm just saying thank you to what you guys have at Riv because it's made my life trying to lead a life group way easier well, it, than trying to do it on my own. Yeah. So I will say it is interesting to work out at a gym with people from the church. Yeah. So I've got the, it is that, uh, you know, I've got those two different hats that I'm wearing yeah. with everybody, but it is, it <laughs> well, is. And it's, you know, I t- we talked about this on, on my podcast episode 14, I think we just posted it yesterday. Um, we're, I, was, I met with a local financial planner here in Holt and we were talking about how, you know, your job is your ministry. Like for you, like, People will look at you and say, oh, yeah, his job, obviously, that's a ministry, right? But they're going to look at now just some lowly gym owner here in Holt, like, who drives this piece of crap car, has two kids, like, he's not involved in the church, like, working other than just coming on the weekend and a couple service things here. But, like, they they don't necessarily see what I'm doing as, like, a ministry. And, like, for me, like, if people knew my heart, like, my heart is for, a, have a place for mostly parents, but we're not going to turn anybody away, but people with kids to come in and just have a space to be themselves and to just be able to vent and release from the stress of being a parent. Um, and in that we have the ability to really touch people and, and, and like, you know, t- touch their heart. I'm going to say that I'm going to back up, <laughs> so touch their heart in 
in ways that I would not be able to do that if I just ran into you at Kroger. Yeah. Because you are frustrated and you're vulnerable. You're like, man, I just can't hit my percentage on my clean today. You know, you've been there. It's like, I feel weak. I feel like garbage. It's like, hey, like what's going on? And then, you know, in that two minute conversation, we can go really deep and then pull right back out. And we're right back to working out, having a good time. Yeah. But yeah. that's, I think that's part of like the gift, I guess God's given me personally when I'm coaching is I'm able to dive deep with you really fast and then pull right back out, crack a joke. And we're right back at, you're right back in class like everybody else, but well, you might cry for a second. In the class. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's consistent with in Ephesians four, it talks about the fact that uh, the leaders in the church, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelist, um, our job is to train the body yeah. in the work of ministry. Yeah. So the work of ministry is what everybody else does. Mm-hmm. It, it is really weird how we think about that. We think of pastors as doing ministry. Everybody else is not doing ministry. Bible flips that on its head and says, no, pastors train people to do ministry. Mm-hmm. They're not actually the ones doing the ministry. Right. So what you're doing is that. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I can't even, I, I can think of, and I don't want to call anybody out on names. Uh, they probably I, won't but, care, but I, yeah, but, I understand. But I can think <laughs> three or four people at the gym that I have sat with in the gym and had spiritual conversations yeah. in light of what was going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we've gotten to know each other and then things pop up. And then after a workout, we just sit there and we, we talk and, and I can think of three in particular, um, of people that I've had those conversations yeah. with. I'd be interested to know who they are just so I can like None of your business, talk to man. and pray for them. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying over the mic, but, uh, no, you're right though. It's not. And then sometimes people will open up to you. They might open up to one of our trainers about something. And like, obviously if it's health or fitness or if it, if it, um, relates to the way that they're working out, like, like with your elbow, like if you tell me something about your elbow, like I need to tell the trainers. Yeah. So you don't yeah, get hurt. Exactly. But like, if it's like, hey, you know, my wife and I are arguing. Like, if I told you that, I would expect you not to go and tell everybody that. Right. But, which we're not. But <laughs> just to clarify that. But yeah, no, I think it's awesome because it does. People are in a vulnerable spot when they're done working out and they're they're so beat up and they like just um, they're trying to catch their breath. And then you just might find somebody just tearing up and crying. I had somebody walk in the gym the other day and and pulled me aside before the workout even started. I was like, hey, I'm going through some stuff right now. I really could use you know, just some positive vibes. I'm like, oh, how about we just pray real quick? And she was not, doesn't go to church. And she's like, all right, cool. Like, let's go ahead. Like, she's like, I need it. So I got to pray with her for a That's second. So cool. It's just, that is, you know, I, the ever since you and I had a conversation a couple months ago, I was thinking like, hey, I really want to go like into ministry in some capacity. And you said something along the lines, and I'm definitely going to probably butcher what you said, but um, you're like, you are in a spot right now where you get to minister to people. Like you get to talk to people. You have these relationships with these people. And ever since, that and then you know hearing um the or talking to david last week about the the ministry as your work i'm just like man like there's over the last few months like i I was in a bad spot like a depressing state um up until now and and being able to be in that fitness realm i am able to connect with people on a really deep level and i just it's i love it yeah so i want to completely change gears if that's okay with you yeah sure throw it in reverse let's go and here's where i want to throw it in reverse the, a, a major accusation that uh, CrossFitters get mm-hmm. that people who work out in intensely in any way yeah. is that it in itself becomes their god. Um, that it's it's the opposite of beneficial to some people. That it flips the other way. It's kind of like I think it was Tim Keller that said uh, that idolatry is whenever you take a good gift of God and you make it ultimate in your life. Yeah. So now it is the thing that you worship. So as a, a gym owner, yeah. um, how do you navigate that with people? Or do you navigate with that? Or do you see a lot of that where, where it becomes a religion to people 
in an unhealthy way. So now you can take something really healthy yeah. and make it unhealthy and idolatrous by flipping the other. I'm just yeah, curious yeah. if you address so, that or so see from, that. So from, from, uh, I'm going to address this from two different points. So the first one is going to be from a, a Christian, like Christ following perspective, which is myself. Um, I went through a transformation a little over a year ago where I lost like 50 pounds doing this big competition. And, and there were definitely times where I was teetering on like, should I even go to life group? because they're going to have food that I can't eat or should I just go and have some self-discipline and I would say more times than not I teetered on the side of not turning my fitness into an idol Uh, but if you know there are seasons in someone's life especially people that are really competitive whether it be bodybuilding crossfit whatever you want to call it um, where it requires so much dedication to the meal planning, the working out, the the water intake, like stretching, whatever. There's so much that goes into it that it does kind of turn into a full-time job. And so it might, I think it definitely could, it definitely could take the turn to be um, an idol. Um, I think if your head's in the right spot, like for me during that time, there were maybe two or three instances where I was like, like so stressed about hitting my macro numbers that like that became the one thing I was chasing down all day long. Um, I was like, I can't eat more than 70 grams of carbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that became like my idol was like, I can't eat more than this. Um, but that was also the end of a 12 week, really hard cut where I was trying to get as lean as I can. I was trying to win 50 grand. Um, I didn't place that's a whole nother conversation. I'm <laughs> still upset about that. I think it was a little bit rigged. Um, but like, For me, it never really turned into that because I knew that like I was just trying to get in better shape so I could be better for my family, my business, my athletes at the gym. Like I just, there was, like I said, maybe a couple times where I was like teetering on that line, but not enough where I was like, "Mm, man, this is definitely becoming an idol. Like Dan, smack yourself on the wrist, turn around. Um, yeah, I don't and know if that helps. No, no, no it, it does. I think that that's a healthy perspective to have on it um, for yourself. I think that sometimes the people who are working out at the gym, the people who are pursuing, you know, it, it's almost like it's it, when scripture talks about vanity or when, uh, you know, the proverb that says, you know, was it charm is deceptive uh, and beauty is fleeting. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that sometimes um, having the f- perfect physical fit body yeah. becomes the, the goal and the goal is vanity in a sense. Like yeah. a, a true story. Like the first, so I've gone through seasons where my weight has oscillated and, yeah. I, and I have never put on tremendous amounts of weight. But I remember the first time it was uh, when I hit 30 years old, um, my metabolism slowed down. And again, it slowed down at 40 and then it slowed down at yeah. 45. So I'm really screwed right You're now. Like, wow, yeah. So I'm at challenge. 48 right now. <laughs> By the time I hit 50, I'm just going to, yeah, just grazing. Um, but um, my metabolism slowed down and I saw myself on video teaching yeah, and I saw that I had how big I looked on the video yeah, and it was vanity that caused me to lose weight the first time. So I would yeah. say in my early thirties, when I got into my forties, the reason I lost weight and the reason I lost, tried to get back into shape yeah. during my sabbatical was because I was finding it hard to preach. Like I was getting winded really? by the end of okay. my last sermons. Wow. And there was a there was a different and I would say if I look at that I would say in my thirties, it was vanity that caused so me to lose weight and get a shape. That's right. And that and then then becomes an idol because it's all about me and how do I look and what do people think when they see me, and then in my forties it became more of, man I need I want to live long enough to disciple my kids. Yeah. I want to and disciple my grandkids yeah. and I want to 
not be winded when I'm preaching. Right. And, and, and so it was a different tone. And I'm not saying I'm perfectly out of that woods now. Yeah. I, I put on weight since my accident. But right. I still look at myself and go, oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> but it, 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 I mean, that's a, that's a tough thing. I, yeah. I imagine as a gym owner, because you want to encourage people with right motivations, but you also have a lot of people who for sure probably have the wrong motivations. Oh yeah, definitely. And so that kind of leads sort of right into the other the other side of what I wanted to talk about. So the first side was, you know, me, my personal, like as a Christian, this is kind of how I see it. I never saw it as like an idol really. Maybe a couple times, like I said, it was close, but never really like worshiping my body, you know, trying to get in great shape. Now, the flip side of that is we have people at the gym that will say that the gym is their church. Um, like I've heard that phrase more times than when I've seen it on shirts in the CrossFit realm. Um, and th- I think that it can be really cool and really not cool at the same time, because a lot of those people in our gym are people who I have had conversations though. They will say that and I'll be like, whoa, let's talk about that. Because almost every single one, I've had five conversations at the gym and all but one of them, they had a terrible experience in a church growing up at some point in their life before we had that conversation. Um, and when I, when, when they say that, I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, this is a place where I can come and I find that I'm able to be myself. I'm able to share what I'm going through and, you know, I get encouragement and I'm like, perfect. That's fine. Then you're, you know what? And, and I'm not going to try to push that person to come to a church if they're not comfortable, because I know in my gym, I'm speaking for my gym only that pretty much no matter where you turn, you're going to see you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's our logo is everywhere. Um, you're going to see Ephesians 1, 7 on most of the coaches sleeves on most of the shirts. Our name is redemption fitness. So that in and of itself, like I've had people say, Oh, is this is Christian gym. I'm like, no, it's just a gym. I'm a Christian. But, um, so, you know, we have that all over the place and it's on purpose like that. Like when we were building the brand of the gym, we're like, how can we make like our colors were going to be orange and black because I love the flyers. I went to school at an orange and black school. And those are my colors. But my business partner was like, what about silver and purple? I'm like, why? He's like, well, those are like colors of royalty. Like they kind of point towards the Bible a little bit. And I was like, okay, sure. And I ended up, I do like purple anyway. But so that's kind of like all of it. There was so much thought that went into the branding that it, it is intentionally like designed to point people to God in some capacity. Obviously, we would love for everyone there to become a Christian and come to church and, and whatever. And I, I'm not going to say that's not going to happen. But the reality is I feel like that's a little bit unrealistic to put that pressure on myself to have everyone become a Christian. It's just I don't think that will happen. But maybe. That'd be yeah. cool. But, but, you know, I think what you say when people come to you and say, you know, this is my church. This is what I need. And, and I need a place where I am. I can be myself. I can put myself out there. Yeah. I can get better. What what they're saying is that they're longing for a community that they were created for. All of us, every single human being is created in the image of God and God has always existed eternally um, in community. Uh, uh, you know, Christianity is, is a Trinitarian faith and that's just a fancy word to say we believe in one God who exists eternally in three persons, God the yeah. Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, always in community. We were created in that image. We were created for community. God said to Adam in the garden, it is not good for man to be alone. We are created for that. And so we all long for it. So someone walks into the gym and they say that and they say, man, um, I finally have a place where I get. And then they express exactly what you said. Yeah. They're longing for something they were created for. Yeah. And so I think that in our world, um, people will always seek out those places. And then it's places for people like you and me. 
um, to tell them about Jesus. And like you said, we don't have, we can't save anyone. God does all that work. Mm-hmm. Um, we can plant the seeds. Yeah. And then God does the work of growing in someone's life. And and uh, hopefully they'll see in you, and I'm sure they see in you, uh, something that is bigger than the gym, something that yeah. is uh, a faith that expands past that right and, and just you know t- thinking of myself like i'm i'm far from the perfect example like you know i you know, i do not watch my language super closely like i'll, I'll you've probably heard me coach like, <laughs> well well you've you've heard me train right, right. <laughs> so right. let's just so, be honest well people put all this pressure on us as, oh you're a christian leader whatever like and i can't imagine the pressure that you get on that sometimes i would i would i'm imagining i'm i'm I've probably taken it out of context, but for myself, I can't imagine being a pastor and saying, uh, damn, or something like that. Like, <laughs> sorry, you have to put the little E on your thing now. But, yeah, good job. Uh, you just uh, ruined my family-friendly podcast. Sorry. Uh, but, like, I can't imagine, oh, someone hears you say it. Like, I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard, like, someone who worked at a church swear, I was like, what? Like, are you kidding? Like, you just, you can say those words. And, and then now, like, realizing that, oh, you're an adult also who broke both elbows like yes, you know, for you're you to... probably going to say something when you right. hit the ground yeah so you know it's just an uh, it, i don't know I, I don't know exactly where i'm going with that one but but it's just like that whole avenue is is part of it it's just you know we're all people and we me personally in the gym like my ministry at the gym is i want to help people and meet them where they are and if i'm up on this high pedestal they're never going to think they can talk to me and so if i try to mask who i really am and who I really am is this crazy high energy person that just loves talking to you and doesn't really care if I say a swear word or two here and there. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, my heart and you know that I want to I want the best for you. If that's who I am, if I say a couple swear words, they don't care at yeah. all. And that's just one particular thing. I love Eminem, too. And I will listen to Eminem yeah, well, while I'm training. And that's that, right. So I know there's so many different avenues that that could go. Um, but yeah. And and. You, you mentioned the the how God like you know God is the it exists in three persons. I'm probably butchering what you just said, but exists in three persons: the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and we kind of for our gym, like one of the things that I'm always thinking about is how can we become that third place for people? Because people all people have work, they have home. Most most people have work, home, and then they have the bar, they have church, they have um, you know the hockey rink for that. I play hockey. So, you know, the, the basketball, the gym, whatever we want to be that third place, because I know if you're plugged in at our gym, you're going inevitably, you will eventually in some capacity be exposed to the gospel. And that is what we are here for is to help people find Jesus just to be like a, a lighthouse. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's a song that I like to call, but I don't listen to it a lot, but it talks about, you know, my lighthouse, like God's the lighthouse and we're looking at him. He's telling us where to go. So if we can be, you know, an extension of that in our community, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And one of the, uh, you know, that I uh, last year wrote a book called Wretched Saints yeah. and just that whole idea that we are both wretches and we are saints that, um, part of who we are as followers of Jesus is we are people who, in God's eyes, he sees us through the finished work of Jesus, and he sees us as perfect, like a saint. So you can yeah. call yourself a saint. And right here on this side of eternity, you're a wretch still. You're oh, yeah. dragging around the wretch <laughs> 100%. with you. You're dragging the wretch with you. And we are both um, simultaneously sinner and saint, is what uh, Martin Luther said. Yeah. And, and, and so we are all wretched saints. And I'm going to just dip off of that for a quick second because yeah. you and I talked about this earlier. I, we had this great idea. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. Um, and so if you've made it all the way to the end of 
whichever podcast you're listening, this is, we're recording this. We didn't tell anybody this, but yeah. we're recording this for both of our podcasts. Right. Your podcast, which is called Redemption Fitness and Beyond. And my uh, podcast, which is called Recovering Hypocrite. And so here's the deal. We are going to, we've decided to create two, I don't know what to call them, like, like little gift things. Yeah. I guess little gift baskets that I are just going to be mailed in a little we'll, we'll just, manila envelope. Yeah, a little <laughs> mail it to you. But right. here's, here's what we're going to do. Um, if you heard this podcast on Redemption Fitness Podcast, yep. Um, and email me at podcast at recoveringhypocrite.com. So you have to be able to spell all of that. Yeah. Um, or you can, um, I think I, I'll make sure you can also email podcast at noeljesse.com, which will be easier. Okay. So if you email either one of those podcast at recoveringhypocrite.com or podcast at noeljesse.com, the first person to tell me that they heard this on the Redemption Fitness, uh, yeah, Redemption uh, Fitness Redemption and Beyond Fitness podcast you're going to get the gift basket that we have just give me your email and i'll put it in the show notes for for our awesome episode. and so then the first person to get with me email who yeah. heard it on my on podcast recovering hypocrite will email what email address it's dan redemption fitness at gmail.com i don't pay the ten dollars a year for a fancy email address. <laughs> so there you go the first person to email him gets one who listened to it on my podcast and yep. and this is what we're gonna throw in i'll tell you what i'm throwing in then you say what you're yep. throwing in. i'm throwing in a copy of my book wretched saints and a wretched saint sticker so you can declare to everybody that you are a wretched saint i have mine on the water bottle at the gym <laughs> yep. so those are the two things i'm putting in and you're gonna put in so i'm gonna give it uh, we have a bunch of shirts so i'll just get your shirt size and we'll send you a shirt we have some laying around the gym um, and then I'll also give you, what was the other thing we said? I forget. A Redemption Fitness sticker. A Redemption Fitness sticker. That's right. Um, and then I was just thinking right now, I have a bunch of PDFs of meal plans and like at home or workout guides and stuff like that. So I'll throw a couple of PDFs in there too for you. Awesome. Sweet. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to send those to you. And uh, and so first person to email both of us gets that Sweet. little treat. Where, um, Noel, where can our listeners find you at? Um, Noel, on socials and all yeah, that on stuff. the socials I'm Noel Jesse everywhere so it's okay. N-O-E-L-J-E-S-S-E on Facebook it's my actual last name which is Hakenin that no one can spell because yep. a girl named Noel Jessica has Noel Jesse oh really um, <laughs> yes but if you search Noel Jesse you can find me um, but noeljesse.com Twitter He's got a long Instagram gray beard, you'll find him. yeah Noel Jesse just <laughs> look for the gray beard and, yeah. and yep cool and okay. to find you yeah it's uh, on, on Instagram it's Dan Romai Dan underscore Romai um, and How do you spell Romai? R-O-M-I-G-H. Um, and I'll, I'll send you a couple links if you want them. But um, And then I just started a Twitter account, and I'm like mostly tweet about hockey and then occasionally talk about Jesus. But if you want to follow <laughs> me on, uh, my, get all my opinions on the NHL right now, <laughs> uh, it would be the same thing, Dan underscore Romai, R-O-M-I-G-H. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate having you on my podcast. Today. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. And thanks for joining me today. <laughs> so uh, so th- it is weird just that we're recording it for both podcasts. I know. <laughs> we both got to end our show. So I don't know how you normally end your show, but right just, now on my show, there's music playing. Yeah. So on my show, I'm going to ask you to subscribe and, and give me five stars if you think we're cool. If not, don't rate it. So oh, and, and if you think Dan is awful, but I'm great, go give me five stars. Yeah. Cool. So just check out our podcast and see what you think. I guess. So I guess that's all. <laughs> see you guys. Thanks. <laughs>